0: Hello, and welcome to Life's Difficult, a podcast where we discuss the many challenging aspects of modern life and how we attempt to navigate them. I'm Milos, and as always, I'm joined with Mikhail. How's it going?
1: You're joined by me. It's very intimate. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm no. joined by the grammar stasi Mikhail. <laughs> no, I'm,
1: uh, <laughs> I'm doing well. Uh, we've got, I think, a bit more momentum going in this podcast again, which is nice, because yes. uh, we had a very busy summer. We spent half of it ill, which that can be its own podcast episode. Booyah. <laughs> uh, no, not booyah. It was uh, literally, I would say, from the over the past like three to four months, six of those weeks I've been ill. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm probably in the same boat. So it's just Maybe like, a more. what the hell? Yeah. The, I don't know what's happening. But uh, yeah, we are both healthy, functional, um, and podcasting more regularly again. So this is good. This is true. And I think we're discussing something that is, I think, a a topic that's equal parts fun and sad, possibly, depending on where we take it, which is the difficulty with growing up. Uh, So I guess we should start with our childhoods, which is, uh, you know, happy childhood, sad childhood. How do you you look back in your life? It begins in a
0: slave labor factory in Romania. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) 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 okay that's where it ends no i'm joking i don't know um yeah i mean fuck i don't know it it was i grew up in canada i was blessed to grow up in canada Mm. and yeah i i I feel uh, i guess i'm i'm i feel like uh every time i think back to how like my childhood was my teen years were i'm i'm nostalgic with very much rosy hues Mm -hmm. so i remember i remember having this uh I had this discussion with a girl that I was on a date on a little while ago. Somehow how much she hated high school. Like, why would you hate high school? And she's like, people were mean, this and that, nobody liked me, everyone was rude, da, da 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 And I'm thinking back, I'm like, you know, I have memories of all that too, but the only memories that I can remember are like the fun parts, like me and my friends being complete idiots and just like mm. laughing till we almost like cried because we were making fun of each other or doing things in class we weren't supposed to do. And just, and, and even my like, I remember, so it's, I, I don't know, I think when I think back to my childhood, I have a very much of a, a very rosy, interpre- a, a, a very rosy memory of it. I don't really think back and like, uh, remember the bad parts at all.
1: Not to get too deep into technicalities, but like, what's your cutoff for childhood in your head? Like, what-
0: <sighs> I don't know. That's like, I guess your teen years start when you're like 14, grade nine, whatever grade nine was, I think was like, okay, that was like your official, now you're a teenager. 14, yeah,
1: fifteen maybe. Well, I I just say that not to bog our conversation down. To well, stop talking past this age or something. That's not mm-hmm. what I mean. It's just yeah. like, but we should distinguish different chunks of life. Have for at least for me are like hugely different in terms of how I I view them. Mm-hmm. You know that the early years, it's just like good times. Now I was a deranged, cranky kid. <laughs> constantly like I I just remember I just randomly get upset or angry so it's not like it was all smooth sailing there was clearly Mm. something wrong with me in terms Mm. of like however I was set up (laughs) up, Mm. upstairs however I used to get so excited about things and seeing my cousins and seeing my family and that's really what stuck with me Mm. whereas uh I'm literally unable to muster that degree of like happiness and excitement anymore Right, so this is a po- podcast of the difficulty with growing up. And so, this is it got dark, it's yeah. So, I was hoping you'd bring in the levity because otherwise, all I have to say is, like, yeah, it sucks, and I do not have too much of a solution. But before we get there, um, so how, how do you look at like more like your early years, then maybe we can move on to approaching your teens and so, so on and so forth, and I mean, what do you think you've Gained or lost since then? Like what? W- probably start with lost because it is a difficulty with, right? You know,
0: this is this is actually an interesting one because I feel like I have a slightly different take on this in the sense that like I don't feel like I've lost too much. I actually feel pretty good about where I'm at, like psychologically as a human in a weird way. Yeah. Uh, just like, like yeah, okay. As a kid, you know, you had all these great stuff, but I feel like there was definitely some bad parts of my childhood. You know, like you, you grew up with Eastern European parents. You know, uh, you just, you, you, there's a lot of roles that you play in Eastern European household that you don't have to play after you're done being a kid, mm. you know? Like, it was not, unco- like, just as an example, in Eastern European household, if you, ever grow up, growing, if you grew up in one, you know that you could be upstairs doing whatever the hell you want to be doing, or you could be in another room doing whatever the hell you want to be doing, and your parents would just yell at you, hey, come down here, and you come down here, and it's, go fetch me a glass of water from the fridge. Mm. It's like, okay, yes, and you have to do it. And I mean, that's just such, it's such a little example, but it's like these things of like, I don't know, there was a, a sense of, yes, there was a sense of childlike wonder when I was a kid, but I feel like, I don't feel like I lost, I, I know a lot of people think like, oh, you lose this childlike sense of wonder, you lose the intensity of life. And I think in some ways, I guess some of it I lost, but some of it, like, I, I just, I had this weird experience actually, not too long, not too, too long ago, but like, maybe like five, six years back, where I realized I can't enjoy things from my childhood and from my teen years the way that I used to be able to. Mm. And at first that hurt, but then I realized that's totally fine because now I can enjoy other stuff. Like an example of this, one of my favorite movies of all time was Days and Confused. Okay. Oh my God, when I first saw Days and Confused, best movie ever. Oh my God, he's sticking it to the man. This guy's like, it's such a sick movie. The guy's a little like, you know, he goes from being like bullied to being taken in by the bullies to like going to this crazy... Like it's just... It was such a cool movie, and don't get me wrong, I still love it. I can still watch it, mm-hmm. but there's not that same sense of like, "Whoa, this is like." I just don't. I just don't resonate with the character as much as I used to. And on the one part, yeah, it's kind of sad because that was like a really that was like an emotional kick. But then on the other side, it's like, but now I resonate with other stuff.
1: Yeah, well, so I I guess that takes us to the first like more concrete thing that we can point to in terms of the difficulty. Uh, with growing older which is there's less novelty in life right it's just, it's y- y- even if you seek it out like you can't you, you simply can't rec- recreate the same number of firsts as you can as a kid because everything is a first mm-hmm. the first time you can poop by yourself is a big deal right so there's a sense of wonder in every little thing the first time you see fireworks the first time you have a soda the first time you have alcohol a little bit later down the line like Mm-hmm. You know, that's just, that level, that overwhelming level of novelty you can't get back. And so that's the level of wonder that you probably can't get back. And that's, that, I mean, I don't, I'm don't not saying that's the end of the world, but that, that is one aspect of it. Now you can still lead a life where, you know, maybe not be a novelty chaser, because that, perhaps that's unhealthy, but like still find novelty in new places you travel, new food to try, new people to meet, and all that stuff. But it's it's a slightly cranked down intensity of novelty because you have a general sense still of the world around. You have a general sense of what people can be like. You have a general mm-hmm. sense of what food is like. So, yeah, it's it's just, it's taken down a notch in my in the way I see it. But, but yeah, it's... it's I'm not saying any of these things is some major issue. You don't um, think
0: there's still, like, a bunch of novelty left, though, even at this point?
1: Well, in, in, in the grand scheme of the world, like, there's always going to be more novelty... Uh, but, like, you can't possibly cover all that, right? We're always going to be more ignorant than we are knowledgeable yeah. about things. And we're always going to end up doing less than there is to do by, you know, by a massive margin. So it's not that it's not out there. But in terms of, like, easy access to it, that's a different matter. In terms of easy access, it's not comparable. See,
0: it's interesting because I, I, I actually have a different approach there. Whereas, like, you know, as a There are kid, only
1: so many drugs that we can do, oh, bro. dude, there's
0: still... <laughs> but, but, dude, there's so many drugs you can do, so many experiences you can have. There's so... I guess I guess I think one of the big differences is growing up there was this sense of like very much a sense of like diminished opportunity because I grew up in a more authoritarian home where you weren't allowed to do stuff. Yeah. You were told not to. Everything you did was kinda of like by subterfuge because you had to convince your parents that you were out Which doing made normal it more things. Fun, though. And that you were Yeah, but it also meant that like there were certain things you just didn't do until you were a fully fledged adult or until you could, you know, get away with it. And so I feel like in a lot of ways, there is still plenty of novel experiences out there, but I, I do understand where you're coming from. It's this idea of like, it's not gonna be the same level of, of like, uh, of just I, I guess, I guess you, you can kind of understand what something is gonna be like based on a bunch of experiences. I've never gone skydiving. Could I imagine what skydiving is gonna be like? Yes. Will it be like the real experience? No. Will it be close? A lot closer than, you know, before I'd done certain rides and certain things. You know, you you go on certain rides, you have the you, you understand what it's like to drop ten stories because you went on a, a ride at a at a theme park, right? So you can kinda extrapolate from that what but this th- is. That's exactly be like. what
1: I mean. You have to jump off a fucking plane. Yeah. <laughs> in order to experience like a really crazy outdoor thing that you otherwise, you know, couldn't as a kid, riding a bike without training wheels for the first time was like, oh my God, it's like I'm soaring through the streets. This is the most amazing thing.
0: Yeah, it, you got to get a little Again, it, it just comes
1: down to accessibility of experience. Mm-hmm. It, you, you know, like, I'm, again, like I said, there, is more, there, there are more experiences, more, more new experiences to be experienced than, than there are uh, the ones you've had. But it, in terms of accessibility, it's just not equivalent. You could literally, just as a kid, try a new flavor of ice cream. Now, you know, it's not like there aren't other new flavors, but you have to and try it like a fair bit shame. harder. You have it's like, to it's have like with
0: porn, you're just getting dark. You're like, I want, I want mustard and ketchup flavored ice cream. Porn I want is to try a, something new.
1: Porn Give is a perfect, <laughs> perfect uh, example here. because First you, time you, you saw a you, titty. It just, you, can, you can go back. You cannot tell me when you watch porn now. You have the, this anywhere, even, like, half the experience of, 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 like, frankly, like, deranged intoxication of, like, oh, my God, what is this? And, uh, you know, it, it's actually an addiction when you're, when you're young, right? So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, again, we, we don't have to belabor this, but it just kind of is what it is. It's not a big deal. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's, like, end of the world because there's a little, you know, uh, yeah. more, you, you're going to have a bit more difficulty with it it's Mm -hmm. fine like Mm -hmm. still try it right yeah still 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 do those drugs bro i'm not saying don't do them
0: yeah i think but i mean i think there's something you said for growing up and getting an appreciation for a more nuanced experience less of a uh like again like, like it's like that thing it's like with riding a bike example sure the first time you ride a bike is epic but then what about the first time you ride a moped first time you ride a motorcycle first time you ride really fast Maybe you learn how to do a wheelie. Maybe you learn how to take a regular bike off jumps. Maybe you take a regular bike mountain biking through crazy trails, right? Assume you do those things as a kid. Some people do those things as a kid, so it's not interesting. But I feel like there's like there's gradations you can take it up to. And I feel like as an adult, you can take those gradations in a much more intelligent manner where the chances of you maiming yourself, losing an arm, or just dying doing them are like reduced, which actually well, no, opens up I, a lot I more would, experience. I
1: would actually push back there and say... As an adult, you can take things through their extreme, right? And that doesn't have to be yeah, a bad but, but thing. But in when a more you...
0: intelligent way, you're less likely to get named <laughs> and the Dude, adults are idiots
1: too. I, I, again, like, um, yes, you, you can be more considered with what you do. But mm-hmm. if anything, that's likely to lead to a diminished experience. Because when you're more considered and you're more, like, withheld, that's not as fun. So... I mean, that's good for your life, <laughs> that's good for your health, um, but, but if anything, in order to like, again, not everything is simply chasing novelty, right, mm-hmm. so that, that should be pointed out as well, but insofar as you're chasing like the, those like high, highest of highs, which often comes with novelty, as an adult, you can do it at a much more extreme level. It's like you're saying, it goes from riding a bike to maybe riding a bike off a ramp and flipping, right? Mm. And that's dangerous. Right. That's not, wouldn't be advised for your health, but you've taken it to like, it's, it's like well, upper bound Well, I mean, the assumption limit.
0: is that you, you get good enough that you can do it, right? Obviously, yeah. you don't just do it for the first time. <laughs> like, hey, let me try this. It's like, you, you do whatever the steps are to get there. Because I mean, hundreds of people on this planet can do it. Maybe thousands. I don't know how many people can do it. Like the crazy BMX stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, you, you practice, you learn. I guess, yeah, I understand where you're coming from, but I think there's a, an intensity of experience that comes from depth as well, that I think you have more more availability as an adult than you did as a child, and I think that's also, like, again, even with, like, sex, right? With porn and all that stuff, yeah, you, you, the first time you have sex, the first time a girl touches your penis is, like, mind-blowing. It's like, whoa, what the fuck? This is the best thing ever. But then... I'm
1: still waiting for that, but, yeah, you know, I mean, you can yeah. let me know how it is.
0: Well, it it, it gunks it up when Uncle does it first, but it's okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, we're gonna trouble for that joke at some point. Um, but but the point I'm trying to get is you know yeah, your
1: <laughs> uncle, not you. <laughs>
0: um, the point being is like you know, but there's depth and layers to it. the first time you actually have sex with someone that you really love and that you've been in a long-term relationship with. That's also a deep experience. That's something you don't get as mm-hmm, from mm-hmm. novelty, right? So I get where you are coming from. I guess my my viewpoint on it is just that novelty is good but i mean to me i guess as an adult my stance on novelty is and maybe this is a defensive stance because you can't get as much novelty but my stance on novelty is kind of like it's great but it's not the end all be all
1: no of course not
0: i think that i think there's much more to the depth of an experience like i think cuz again it's it comes back to that idea of like having sex with someone for the first time First time sex with someone is usually not as good as 10th time or 11th time, unless they're like a crazy psychopath and you're never gonna see them again, then you know, get what you can out of the first experience. Mm. Um, but usually, typically, it gets better over time. And a lot of these things, I, and I feel this is interesting because I feel like this is something about the whole growing up concept that I feel is, is exactly that. It's, it's, to me at least, it was finding diminishing returns from things that used to make me feel amazing and again, another example I can think I can point to is music. There's certain bands and genres of music that used to absolutely make me feel great, and used to like they used to get me going, they used to get the juices flowing. I could listen to it when I was chilling, when I was running, when I was doing whatever. It didn't matter; it was a good time. And now some of those things are like I I don't want to listen to them all the time anymore. I, I I've I've found the lyrics to be a little bit you know the lyrics become juvenile. It's a little too far removed from what I want to be listening to, and and and. And again, there was a sadness. Like uh, one of the bands I can think of, this like that really hit me was Blink One Eighty Two. Mm-hmm. I love Blink. Yeah. I still love them to this day. But I remember there was one point where I'm kind of listening to them, and I'm realizing like, you know, this this song, it just doesn't. It has a nostalgia to it that's nice, but it doesn't hit like it used to. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have the same meaning. It doesn't have the same like, just like driving a wild like fire, and you're like, yeah, let's go fucking do shit, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I guess th- th- that 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 that's another part of growing up is that. Um you have to potentially face your nostalgia. Yeah. And hopefully, if you know, you can face it and still embrace it. I feel like I, I can still do that. It's some... You know, this goes back to uh, our fandom podcast, which uh, I thought was great. Even, and you guys should listen to it if you can tolerate my spotty uh, audio there. But yeah, it's like... I was still loving Star Wars and whatever else we, we covered a bunch of different fandoms. But let's just take Star Wars because it's easy. Um, up until this, you know, sequel trilogy, and it's not like the prequels weren't bad, right? But like, the sequel trilogy really just like disheartened me to a point where I'm like, ah, oh, like I. It, it, it's now being squashed out of me. You were but,
0: Cartman thinking of Indiana Jones in that episode. <laughs> no, Jordan, right no, don't do it! <laughs> <laughs> uh, um,
1: but but you, you know what I mean? And, and this, you know, uh, could point to a bunch of fandoms. Game of Thrones kind of went yeah. that way as well, and uh, several others. Basically, my childhood is, is, is ruined on, on multiple fronts. But it... it, it I could hold on to the nostalgia until the present ruined it. Otherwise, if they just left those properties alone, I could still have nostalgia while recognizing, like, yeah, the prequels are not good films, particularly yeah. the first two. And frankly, even the original Star Wars trilogy is very uneven, and there's a lot to, spe- you know, especially the third film, is a lot to, like, uh, point at there. And Anyway, mm-hmm. not to get into that, but... Yeah, it it's... Uh, it's a delicate balance because you don't want to be like a delusional fanboy about the things that were important to you in your childhood, yeah, but you don't want to let go of the wonder there and like the comfort they still bring you, so I think that there's a happy medium to be found if and I found that I can that's actually one of the few things that I have been being able to hold on to, and then modern life is taking it from me, <laughs> not my critical faculties of like reevaluating it now it wasn't
0: me growing up, it was everything getting worse
1: everything Oof. coming not worse, but cynical and and anyway well let's not let's not rehash the the awfulness the fandom podcast uh, does that plenty Mm -hmm. um but yeah i i guess just going back for me it's going stepping aside or making a distinction from novelty it's a sense of wonder um and maybe this is more particular to me than it is to other people but I think growing up religious added a sense of wonder, especially with the way, like, some of the people around me talked about it. There was a much Mm -hmm. more sense of, like, it's happening all around you, like, religious phenomenon. Yeah, 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 yeah. like, a heightened form of existence, and dreams have special meanings, and things are happening around you all the time that go, like, unnoticed or unseen but are special. And I think once, like, um, religion stopped being something that I believed in, um... A sense of that, that that kind of went away i think constantly traveling uh b- because of my dad's job we'd, we we we'd move every couple of years uh while that's an incredibly incredibly fortunate position to be in you become kind of unmoored from a sense of home and mm-hmm. a sense of like w- what is like your warm place or your comfort mm-hmm. comfortable place because you don't have a home you just keep moving yeah and you don't have your comfortable friend group because that keeps changing and i, I just remember like. Somewhere along the line, it just, like, I realized I was slightly diminished. Like, I couldn't recapture that same sense of excitement again or, like, oh, I'm going to meet friends again. Or It was just, like, uh, another new friend group, another new place, another new language. I'm further from, like, uh, n- not just in terms of distance, but in terms of, like, emotionally and, like, in terms of the connection, in terms of the culture and who I am now than I've ever been from the rest of my family. Mm -hmm. And I think, like, that's really where I think of, like, that was the difficulty with growing up. It's that, like, by the end of it, I wasn't close with my aunts and uncles and grandparents. And, you know, just the fact that I wasn't religious anymore, that came a bit later, but still, that also just makes it completely different in in how I would relate to these people. And... But, you know, culturally too and, you know, it's, it's, it's certain things just can't unwind no matter yeah. how much you want to. And, yeah, as much as childhood, uh, taking a step back to what you were talking about of, like, how liberating it is to grow up, I'm very well aware of that. I mean, I was raised in a, not super conservative, but, like, traditional-ish islamic household so i mean you know <laughs> and it, a lot of it was in the middle east and a lot of it was yeah. so it, obviously it's not like i was having a party growing up yeah but that sense of excitement about my friends and family and what i was doing for me was worth all the silly shit of like because i was fighting with my parents constantly fighting with my mom especially nonstop. it was not good it was uh, ugly situation and um I always like was feeling like I was being held back, and I was always angry and I was like in a m- puberty was uh, generally growing up I was already like like I was suggesting fairly <laughs> unbalanced, and I think puberty was unkind to me too and mm-hmm. like all these things I was a whack job in many ways, and um I was very frustrated and i my personality was not developed in a healthy way at all I was constantly like all piss and vinegar and all, like, frustration and, yeah. uh, uh, and seriousness. So all of that being true, despite that, despite, like, you look in my face and being like, that person looks out angry all the time and doesn't know how to smile, mm-hmm. I was feeling way more strongly then. Whereas mm-hmm. I actually laugh and smile much more now even if it's not a lot. Yeah. But I'm not feeling the emotions the same way I used to. Cause so of, like
0: you did a good job of repressing everything and now you're just a stone-cold killer.
1: Uh... <laughs> No, it's, 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 uh, I realize that I have to fake it until I make it, but I'm still faking it. Okay. <laughs> and, and, um, yeah, it's, so it's, it's kind of that, it's just that like life can erode you. I'm not going to speak in terms of universalities, but I think this happens to a lot of people. It often erodes you to a point where, you know, so for take my life now, it's a good life. Like I've, the, the the emotional imbalances have been, you know, uh, uh, shaved down. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I now have a good friend group. Uh, my relationship with my parents are a million times better. So all all things in an in an obvious way are way better. Yeah. I'm laughing more, smiling more. I have g- good friends. I have a doing good family. I'm drugs. living. I'm doing more drugs. <laughs> uh, and, the and, important and, stuff, really. And I, uh, I'm, you know, in terms of like uh, culturally speaking, I, I'm in a place that's more suited to me. Uh, all of that is great. I'm no longer moving around constantly. But you just or I just can't recapture that level of feeling. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, I don't know. I don't know how may, maybe the right drug will get me there. So let's keep exploring just for research purposes for for uh, our difficulty with rugs podcast but mm. um yeah it's it's that's that's the kind of thing that i feel like growing up and just cannot get back
0: that's interesting i mean yeah damn i don't know that <laughs> I don't know what to say there cuz uh yeah i guess the intensity of emotion but like i don't i don't See, something you said there remind me of a, of a quote that I really liked where it's like, you know, it, it's that idea of like life makes you, or no, you start off rough, but life makes you smooth. And I think I, I read that quote once in like the, the context of like getting good with the girls is like, you're gonna be like <laughs> this rough product, but you go out there, you face what the world's like, and eventually you're gonna learn to be smooth with it. And I feel like that's kind of like a lot of things in life. You smooth out some of the rougher edges but I guess, yeah, I mean... Do so you feel like in terms of your emotional experience, it's just diminished? You don't have the same highs and the same lows?
1: You know, I I wonder if I'm attributing several factors to something that might just be more singular, mm-hmm. in that um, when once you lose religion or spirituality or whatever... A sense of something greater. Mm-hmm. Then this is it, and it's not like, like I said, life is good, but it's not wondrously good, and I think that just that 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 differential is an, has been an issue for me.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, it's also it's why I I'm also a nerd and always have been. It's because it recaptures that sense of wonder whether it's with fantasy or superhero mm-hmm. properties or you know me writing myself or whatever it's it's these things that that seem to like make life grander than it is um i've always liked that but i actually thought the world was a bit like that and now just knowing that like no no these are stories these are this is fiction uh i think that led to level of diminishment. <clears throat> Obviously, like, I think when you have, like, a bigger sense of family, like I used to, where it used to be so much fun. Like, I, I used to get, like, jittery excited to meet my cousins. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Or see my aunt, or just all of us getting around the dinner table. That kind of stuff is gone. for a lo- Or at least it, 70% of it is gone. Like, you know, one aunt just cut our family off. The other un- uncle, I just think, is a terrible person realized like both my granddads were really really like creepy perhaps should be in jail creepy dudes um grand grandmother was truly like a horrible narcissist who was loving towards towards me but everybody else was you know in her crosshairs like Mm -hmm. everything is a wasteland in, in that sense and so you don't have to worry about that as a child you're just getting doted on and adored and you love it and you love them. It's a very uncomplicated, like wonderful relationship. Whereas now it's like, well, all those grandparents are gone. Uh, Anyway. And the rest, like, yeah, they fall on varying degrees of like, Oh, like, are you salvageable as a person or not? Um, But yeah, I mean, I I don't want to stay here forever because there's no solution to it. It's just like...
0: It's funny. I I do want to point out one thing. This is not the direction I thought this would go in, but it does sound like the major difference between the way that you and I look at this is you went from being spiritual to not being spiritual. Yeah. And I went the opposite way where I grew up without anything, no God, no religion, no none of that. Like we had like very little of it, but none of it was used. Yeah. And then as an adult, I decided that I want that I, I will see the world in a more wondrous view. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting because I do think that maybe that's also impacting the difference in the way that we look at it. Because oh, 100%. I I mean, yeah, for me, the world was cool when I was a kid. Yeah. And now I've decided to take on all these hippie views that, you know, make the world a very wondrous <laughs> way. <laughs> so, you know, maybe you just need some new age spiritual garbledy gook in your life.
1: What I need is, is to... Uh, Take some ayahuasca with the, uh, you know, the Peruvian sage. Shaman. Yeah. Yes.
0: Okay. Okay, cool. Um, all right, let's, let's move on from there to, like... So something you actually have written down. You say happiest when younger. Mm-hmm. Is that really true? Do you think you were happiest when you were a kid?
1: Given all that I've just said, yes.
0: <laughs> really? That's so, like... <sighs>
1: It. Was, I was way more up and down. I was way more uneven. Uh-huh. I was way more frustrated and furious. So it's, but it was within the framework of. It's all. It's, everything is all right. Things are gonna. I'm. I'm so excited about the next thing that's still gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I've kind of we have talked about this. Uh, removed from this context of like, it's very important to have something on the horizon that you can look forward to. And
0: like the collapse of mankind. No. Society. If that's if if, <laughs> if that's what rubs a closer boat, then. Uh, Listen, I've bought a lot of canned tuna, OK? I need I need us to have a serious bad thing happen or I'm going to have to throw all this canned tuna out.
1: Yeah, or just go on a bulk. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think. Um, yeah, basically what it comes down to is happiness is not, typically speaking, some of it is predisposition and all that stuff and what's currently happening, but a lot of it is framing or framework of the world. And even if I was fighting with my parents and insecure at school and all this shit, I was like, oh yeah, but... In the, on the weekend I'm going to go to the mall and with my friends and watch a movie. And mm-hmm. for me, um, I would still look forward to that now. Mm-hmm. But it would be like, yeah, that's nice and I'm looking forward to it. Whereas back then it was like, oh, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. clap my hands together, excitement, right? So it's one of those things um, where just my general, the, my, the input, the stimulus input was, was so much more intense for me um, you know, oh, we'll we'll discuss girls, right? Like just that discussion <laughs> is exciting. where it's like, yeah, I was, we can still discuss girls, but it's 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 a little bit different, right? It's a little yeah. bit like, yeah, you know, fun convo, but not like whoa, mm-hmm. what is this creature? Mm-hmm, How do we, mm-hmm. you know? So uh, yeah, so I guess again, part of it goes back to newness of experience and and thing, but yeah, man, happiest. When it younger. sounds
0: like for you that what made you happiest was intensity whereas i because i think of it as like uh, the other way around i actually think i was definitely not the happiest when i was younger there's too many things getting in the way of me just being a well-adjusted human being yeah like, no but like i a little psychopath
1: what you're saying is completely sensible and the same thing with me i was not like i said forget anything approaching well-adjusted i was just like barely functional mm-hmm. as apish as possible mm-hmm. But that ape could feel way more. That's all. That it really just comes down to that, and and saw the world in a way that was much more comforting to 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 the ape. That's it. Okay. Now there's a fully thinking human being, and the world is less comforting to this fully thinking human being because he can actually see the world, mm-hmm. and uh, might just be as you know. It might just be that right. Uh, but again, just just to be clear, I don't think happiness is the impo- most important value uh, by any means. I think happiness is often a byproduct of more important values. But I think those most more important values are, are things like self actualization or a, se- a sense of self worth and that you feel that like you've been productive and you've actually given something of yourself and you've actually worked hard at, you know. So uh, chasing happiness is is. Is actually, I think, a bit of a dead end. It's not in, like, you should you should be happiness when it arises from something else, and you chasing that is great. Yeah. But chasing happiness as an end of itself, in in a, in and of itself, that is actually kind of yeah. It's it's a dead end and kind of like uh, I'm not sure what you're doing. It's like getting money for the sake of money. That doesn't make any sense. But then you have more money. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And you can fill your bathtub with money.
1: Yeah.
0: And then a bigger bathtub, and then a room, mm. then a pool. Well,
1: as soon as this podcast <laughs> takes off,
0: that would be the goal. I'm,
1: no, I'm gonna just like I'm gonna murder you with an axe because <laughs> <laughs> I'll be like, this guy is gonna take everything we worked <laughs> no, for. No, no, no. No, I, I, no.
0: I will, I will, I will keep
1: No, I'm it. not joking. That axe is coming, and it's getting implanted. Well, jokes right. on
0: you. I'm investing my money from this in an axe-proof suit. Ah. so checkmate of course I don't know what I'm going to do with the axe proof suit if you choose not to attack me with an axe yeah
1: the next weapon I'm just not going <laughs> to tell you <laughs> yeah
0: should have given away my ace in the, ace in the hole there. that was a, not a wise move um okay so you see it, it's funny because I guess to me I, I'm just sitting here kind of like I don't know I, I don't I guess my experience is just different to me I think yeah I don't know I, I don't I don't resonate with this as much to me I think growing up was uh much i guess maybe it was more of an easier thing to just get used to yeah this is adult life and you know you had your child life it was good get to keep and i guess i think the big thing is if i don't know one thing i've noticed a lot is memory is such a bitch oh my god like Mm. it is it is like i just think because even right now what's going on in the world you kind of see this stuff but forget about the, the current geopolitical landscape let's go back 10 15 years I'm thinking of some of the messaging that I got from like peers, society, the world, everything at large. And I remember back then being like, okay, oh my God, I need to be cognizant of this stuff and make notes for myself to think about this in 10 years was gonna be really important. And then 10 years later, you realize a lot of that shit was just bullshit. Mm. A lot of it didn't matter. And more importantly, you realize you like, I'd sit down and think about certain things and I'd be like, oh yeah, I was told. Dude, I remember when I was a kid, and I don't wanna get into this like crazy political part of this, but Remember as a kid, I watched. Uh, uh, they made us watch these like documentary shorts in school about trash and how we bury our trash and how like and how I still remember this because I remember this is just so. Oh God, I remember this one scene as a kid because I, I think as a kid I was a little bit smarter than the other kids, mm. and so I had these moments where I'm just like really disappointed with humanity, even as like a small child. Mm. And so we're watching this video, and the video clearly, clearly is going on a theme. The theme is. What do you think is going to decompose first? This 12-foot-tall 12, 12 oak tree or a plastic bag? And everyone's like, the oak tree, it's here. He's Like, no, the plastic bag. Mm-hmm. And they kept escalating. And the last one I still remember was like, what do you think is going to decompose first? The entire Statue of Liberty or this empty pickle jar? And I remember one of the students is like, the Statue of Liberty. I'm looking, I'm like, no, don't you want... Don't you understand the Mr. X? It's been three in a row. But the, the point I'm trying to get is we were we were taught this idea of like there's never, there, like we're just keep making trash and we're, we're, we're making too much trash and there's not going to be enough landfill space for the trash. And as a kid, you see some video, you're like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, that makes sense. Mm. Then you travel, then you get a car, then you drive around. You're like, holy shit, there's so much space. Are you crazy? We could never make enough trash to fill this place up.
1: Yeah, it's like one of those things like uh, overpopulation. Now, again, that... M- makes more intuitive sense because Mm -hmm. people they're just more people than ever yeah but actually population collapse is now a concern in certain parts of the world too so you know it's like a lot of things that 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 we're freaking out about have now either were not a real concern or they were but they were over exaggerated or now it's being flipped so yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
0: but the point i'm trying to get is that was like a scary thing to watch as a kid and then you forget the 10 years later, like, oh, that was, that was overhyped bullshit. Mm. It didn't, it didn't, it had no impact on my life whatsoever, but it was there and you don't realize how much you just forget and fade out these memories of like things that were like important back in the anxieties they had back in the day. And so to me, I think there's this understanding of like, man, we're going to forget so much more than we ever saw. And like, yeah, you can, you can play these games with yourself like thinking, okay, what was my life like in this year? What were my concerns? What was my things? And you can get some of it back yeah, but a lot of it you're just gonna forget, and so there's something about that where it's like I'm really grateful that I remember all the rosy-colored stuff because that's the shit that I've decided that is really important. Obviously, there's some dark stuff, there's some bad stuff, but I feel like I feel like in some ways, like the whole ch- like it's not about chasing happiness; it's more just about like realizing that you can only experience the best stuff now. Like thinking you because to me, like, even the most intense experiences, I guess they've really faded. They've really because, and I think this may be this may be the question is. Do you have memories or like, do you have actual memories or do you have like descriptive memories of how good it was? Cause for me personally, this is one thing I've noticed. I can remember certain years when I went ham. Like these were like years when I was like the, I, the best years of my young life, when I was, you know, living a crazy party lifestyle, getting laid like crazy, having a lot of fun with my friends, building memories, doing all this stuff. And now when I think back to those years, dude, I can't even remember what some of the people that I hung out with looked like. If you ask me to like think of their face, I can't imagine, I can't imagine, I can't, like I remember, and again, this is a, I, I come back to this a lot because this is like from the perspective of a 22 year old male. Mm. From a 22 year old me, I remember I had sex with this girl who was like the most beautiful woman I had ever laid eyes on. I was like, oh my fucking God, I, this is amazing. Mm. I thought I'll never forget this. Bro, I don't even remember, like I think there's, there's a picture somewhere in an, in an old phone I think I have of her and her friend from the day that we met. But outside of that, I don't remember anything. I don't even remember these. I just remember, I remember like the story of what happened because I remember retelling the story like 80 times to different friend groups. you like, oh, yeah, let me tell you the story about what happened to me. Like, you know? yeah. But the actual memory itself, the physical visceral memory, can I go back there? No. I don't know what it's like. I don't even remember if it was that good or not. I. I just So to me, when you say that happiness is like the, so like, yeah, this idea of like, oh, I was happy so when I was a kid. To me, it's like, I guess it's kind of like, I don't have valid data to support that in any way, shape or form because my visceral memories of back then are essentially gone. I have a storyline memory, which I love and I cherish, but the actual visceral memories, I don't remember.
1: This is where your history of drugs has backfired on you. It's just, uh, <laughs> that COVID years. Or, or know, maybe years. it's work for you. I don't know, maybe it's keeping things fresh, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but no. a lot
0: of weed. No, That's I I I can I
1: can fairly and again it's not necessarily recreating scenes in my head Ugh. but I can recreate feelings very easily. Mm-hmm. I can know I can remember very well how I felt like in certain situations or certain points in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh lows and highs, it's not just like it's not just rosy and it's not just you know uh depression. It's it's a mm-hmm. good mix yeah. of everything. And yeah, I I I remember um Even if, I'll have a general sense of what happened at some point, right? Mm -hmm. Not scene by scene played out, but I definitely know how I felt. Yeah. That's what I remember. And that's I can know very, very well because I can literally see the drop off in my land, emotional landscape. I think, I think the first one probably happened around the time I went to Kenya after like five years of like kind of being intoxicated by Egypt. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, And so by the time I went to Malaysia, I was definitely, which was just, there was only a year in Kenya. By the time I went to Malaysia, I was like a little bit like, you know, uh, lower, but not like fully like put out. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I, I think also the other part of it is like, once I was like, yeah, high school life didn't really go how I wanted. University life didn't really go how I wanted religion is now fully gone like it it was just like a series of things and then and then it was just like series y-. of failures and so but this he, this is a weird thing i guess is like at many many basically like as i approached adolescence and beyond you know um if if uh i was given the life i currently have um you know obviously things would be better on the job front i guess you could say but outside of that like if I knew solid friend group, in good shape, healthy, uh, um, have a girlfriend, things are going good. Good relationship with the family. Again, all like all these kind of things. No I'm major
0: d- STIs. Perfectly clean.
1: Let's not.
0: No criminal record.
1: There, there's just no need to go here. <laughs> just this, this <laughs> does not have a. This does. This, this just does not touch upon my happiness either way. It just is what it is, but. <laughs>
0: Um now I forgot to think you actually have an S <laughs> D
1: You know what? I can neither confirm
0: Nor deny. No, I can just confirm. Mystery <laughs> Mystery. But
1: uh Yeah, so with all of that being said, mm. and so if you <clears throat> <clears throat> told like that earlier to me, like, yeah, like you're gonna be living in pretty much downtown Toronto, things are good you know, you're having fun, you're still experimenting, you're still... I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, take me there. And you took any earlier version of me to here, and... You'd have ruined
0: it by being an ape.
1: (laughs) Or I would have just uh, had the best time for a few weeks before I flamed out, but... Which, yeah, again, ruined it, but, you know, felt the... (laughs) had the best few weeks, so... Okay. But what I'm saying is, like, all I needed was... It's not that I that I'm in any way devaluing where I'm at or, like, what I have. I'm very appreciative of it. I never want to lose perspective. I'm simply saying I can't recapture that the early level of, like, yes, this is the thing to do. But, again, all of that said, um, there are definitely points during, like, this past summer and stuff where I was much further up than I have been in a while where I was like, oh, we've got this plan set up. Yeah, and yes, a lot of, a lot of our plans this summer kind of backfired or didn't go as we wanted and stuff. It's not good. But it's uh, nonetheless, you know, we did approach those plans even yeah. if regardless how they went in a way that was like good. It was like good energies vibe, and I guess maybe maybe I'm talking with a bit of post summer slump in me right now. This, yeah. th- that might be it. And to be fair, yeah. I,
0: I don't know if it's true or not, but a lot of social psych people say that uh, people, you, people exhibit more happiness in expecting something good to happen than in the actual thing. So, like, you're more happy leading up to the trip than you are being on the trip. I think a lot of that is just based on people taking one-week vacations instead of three-month vacations, but, you know.
1: Well, I, I mean, I, I also think that, like, a lot of things become more beautiful in hindsight. and That too. And I have no issue with that whatsoever. Mm-hmm but i have become <clears> much more cognizant of each day of like i'm doing all these things and i i th- this is also partly why the last few months have felt very long and not in a bad way i think it's fucking awesome that life is feeling long again because for yeah. when life is going fast it's like what is happening is just slipping through my fingers i hate that feeling yeah e- even not a good feeling. and 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 it's like the fact that we're doing fun things or have been for the most part illness aside but sometimes even through illness uh uh But yeah this that we're having fun and instead of time flying by, which is the normal way that like time seems to flow when we're having fun, no time's still going very slow and I love that. Mm-hmm. So there is something about like being cognizant of what you have and what is happening and that like yeah, these are in some some ways, despite what I've said, some of the best days of our lives, right? So yeah it, it's not contradictory to, like, have all those things intersect of, like, it's not quite as intense and, like, the novelty is gone and all that stuff and there are a bunch of pieces missing in 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 my emotional capacity. <laughs> Nonetheless, uh, you know, life's gooch. And it, 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 it also comes back to um, some other points that we have up here, it's like, Yeah, part of growing up is having more responsibility and that is both daunting and it's also empowering if you take it, if you grasp that responsibility, right? And same way, like, your health and your body and stuff, like, yeah, it's going to start deteriorating if you're going way past childhood now, I guess. But, like, you can take care of yourself. You you can even work harder on yourself and keep yourself in shape as long as possible and all these sort of things. So you can counteract so much and, like, this is not a podcast about, like, We will do another one on the difficulty with aging because I think that's where we can go more with that stuff.
0: Um, It's more based on the body. Growing up is more like a – I think, okay, so I have a question for you then. What were like the major points in your life where you feel like you just – it took you a long – because, okay, growing up is not just aging. It's it's moving through some certain psychological, you know, points, checkpoints what do you feel like were some that you got stuck up on and how did you get past them? Like, did you, or did you ever feel like you got stuck at something? Did you ever feel at a point where you were like at a point of arrested development or something like that and you had to get through?
1: Yeah. I, I think you know this about me, but I'm very like, I, I go through life in spurts in many ways. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I, I can, especially earlier, I'm, I'm more cognizant of it now. So it's, easier to overcome and or 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 to mitigate against this but it would be stagnation and then oh I'm finally have to face what I am currently and then growth Mm -hmm. and so yeah I I would say it was wasn't until maybe turning 18 when I start to like just think about the world like look into world events and politics little things like that and just by confronting normal issues, it makes you send evaluate other issues as is like a knock-on effect. And then suddenly you become a thinking person from somebody who just didn't have opinions. Mm-hmm. It was like, you know, go out with your friends, eat food, have fun, play football. But it's not, there's no consideration. You're just an automaton going through things. You're going through the motions. So yeah, I don't think I became like an actual like thinking human being until 18, after 18. Um, and then, yeah, I think by, like, then later into 18 and then going on to 19 is when I had a lot of time to myself before going to university. And I was, a lot of time, literally, it was just me and my mom. My dad, my my brother was in university, my dad was traveling. Mm-hmm. So it was a lot of, basically, alone time to think and evaluate. And yes, I really, so in terms of, like, hitting a roadblock it wasn't that I hit a roadblock I just had to realize like oh I just being a certain type of person and I don't need to be constantly frustrated and confused and and all these kind of things and mm-hmm. I, I can figure out my place in the world if I just think enough um, and that's yeah that just continually, ha- continually happened right like post a breakup right so last year life changed too it's like okay I'm, I want to make a bigger effort with my friends. I want to go out more. I want to like be in the world more. So yeah, it just, it, it, it keeps happening. Um, hopefully less now, I would hope it, I, in, in that I just want it to be continu like one line of yeah. but, uh, and, and just, a, you know, a steady amount of it. But yeah, before it was just, I w it's not that I would hit a wall, but I would, finally see myself and then just
0: move move from there mm-hmm. um, you? Uh, I feel like there's plenty of places where I just refused to grow up mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. and that was a that was a recurring theme when I was younger and that was kind of a it's a setback but I think so I mean I would I would list a ton of things like when I first got to university I didn't take it seriously I dropped out multiple times and mm. then I think around 21, after some travel, I decided, okay, now I'm going to take it seriously. And that was like a delayed growth. Whereas, like, And most people were like finishing up their first degree. Yeah. I was like, now I will take my undergrad seriously. And I went ahead. and. It, I mean, for me, I think there was a lot of just not wanting to grow up, not wanting to face the world in a way. And just a lot of like, a lot of it stemmed from rebellion. A lot of it stemmed from insecurity. A lot of it stemmed from me feeling like there's no way I can I can compete in a competitive work environment. And it's funny too, because I think naturally I was an intelligent kid growing up. I think I've always been a little bit more I mean, I I don't know. You sound like a douchebag saying this, but like I've taken IQ tests before and I've scored slightly higher than the average. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think but ironically, while scoring slightly higher than the average, growing up I thought I was bad at everything. I don't know what the fuck I was doing. So I think there's a little bit of that, but I know there's a lot of times in my life where I spent huge parts of my you know young years just literally going out to clubs, hanging out with my friends, playing video games, and having dead-end jobs. Mm. That was a good portion of my 20s. It was just that. It was a lot of those, and, and those were things that were difficult to overcome. Uh, and actually, I mean, personally, I feel like, those were some of the points i think like for me growing up through childhood and teenagehood it was kind of easy because things are thrust upon you there's no stopping It's mm. so long you you say no i want to go back to middle school they're like shut up you're in high school now like oh damn i gotta adapt i think it's more so when you get released from high school even into university but really universities are like your first if you grew up in the western Hem- western hemisphere whatever you grew up with the usual once you're released into into university that's when you get your first real Taste the freedom yeah. and I think that can be really daunting and intimidating and I think that's probably the biggest place where a lot of people struggle to grow up in that's the place where I, I struggled if I had to gauge my life I'd say I'm probably in a lot of areas six years behind where I should be mm-hmm. realistically speaking mm-hmm. however in other areas of my life I think I'm set for death so it's good I, I took the time you know I think there's a, you know psychologically spiritually oh man I got that part going financially uh other things well behind but I mean and it happened because after university, after this stuff, you know, you, you struggle. And I think I think that's probably a place where a lot of people are going to be, especially young men, that's a place where it's kind of difficult. And I think a big part of what helped me grow up was just being put into situations where opportunity was there because before the opportunity was there, I never would have went looking for it. So again, like, yeah. I didn't care to make money that much as a kid. I, I was like trying these like crazy get rich schemes, but, that, but I wasn't really interested in focusing on any kind of set of work because every work that I could do at the time was like, the max I could make was $20 an hour. I was mm-hmm. getting a bullshit mm-hmm. degree in psychology. I had no intent, I mean, at first I had an intention to go into psychology, but then I, you know, I, yeah, we can do a whole podcast on that because I think that that field is a has a very dark side to it that's not good, that people just ignore. Mm-hmm. Um, but, so you go through that and then you're like, okay, now, what? Now I got to figure out a way to, like, I'm just not motivated. I don't care. And again, I had the benefit and luxury of living with my parents. They would, you know, poke and prod me to do other things in my life, but they were also, like, secretly happy that I was there because I was the youngest child and they didn't want me to leave anyway. So, you know, I, was, I didn't have that thing where it's like, you know, some parents just kick you out. Like, you have to go live on your own and you have to make ends meet and you kind of have to grow up that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was kind of given the option to launch and I was like, no. <laughs> yep, no. Same, same. Um, so, you know, it's like, it's like, you gotta you gotta learn how to make money. You gotta, you gotta find an opportunity for making money. You gotta find an opportunity for doing something you like. You gotta find an opportunity for applying yourself. Um, and I think in that it's like the toughest part is that I think, and speaking to the experience of quote unquote arrested development or feeling like you're struggling to grow up. I think that's where growing up is the toughest because you're in this catch 22. On the one hand, internally, you probably feel too insecure or too like like I remember thinking back in the day, the thought of having a nine to five job, holy crap! Like I couldn't think of a worse kind of life ever. I still think having a, I have a nine to five now, and I think it's actually kind of shit. But <laughs> yeah, the thought of even even as little as like three years ago, when or like when when I first went into the nine to five world from working freelance, the thought of not having my entire day for me was like. Tough to do that was a growing point. That was a sticker. I was like, Oh, god, I have to I'm give up. still
1: not over that, honestly. Like, the, yeah, the thought of a 95 gives me some degree of anxiety.
0: You know what, though? I, I I'm actually, luckily in yeah. a field
1: where I probably, or at least there's a decent chance with my next job, I still wouldn't have to yeah, commit to one. Out. Yeah, but like, yeah, I, I hate that level of st- structure. I hate, I like, I like structure, mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. my own structure. I yeah. don't. The nine-to-five structure is, like, never, is never, I mean, we we had it technically when we both went to Red, right, and and did our three months there. Yeah. But both of us were always late. That was a school. And I, it was a school, so it was different. There was uh, uh, more of, like, a fun social aspect of it. Um, But even then, I would always come late and leave early.
0: I would come late, leave late. So we're kind of, yeah, the, uh, I still to this day, dude, listen, for my job right now, I'm supposed to be in at nine. Pfft, I get up at nine. Yeah, yeah. Suck my balls. I'm not coming in at nine. I mean, I sh- if they ever actually like force me to do it, I'll do it. But if, they, if there's any leeway, I'm thinking. But right. Yeah. The, the thing, the point I want to make is once you actually get in there, you realize how easy it is to adapt, how easy it is for to sure. get used to it and how much that makes you grow as a person, but also how much it makes you appreciate what you had before and also how much it makes you realize like that the... the, the the pains and the benefits of it, you know what I mean? There is there is, there is something to be said for it as a, as a quote-unquote lifestyle. And But here's the thing. What I want to get at is, before that, there was so much just negative thoughts, feelings, whether they were fear, whether it was kind of anger, whether it was kind of like upset, whether it was kind of disgusted. There's all this negativity towards having to be in that situation. And that's kind of something you have to grow through because I think you kind of have, like, you don't have, if you can avoid getting a nine to five job, avoid it. But I actually think it's good for everybody to have it for at least a couple years of their life so that they understand what the norm is like, what it's like to have that fat of a commitment, and what it's like to kind of get over your, 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 yeah, your, yeah, yeah. your, your anger. Because I, I think of it this way I think there's some people who, again, to the nine to five, They'll have all this disgust and anger about doing it. Then they'll get into it. Then they'll become complacent. And that'll be their life forever. Those people suck. You don't want to be those people. Assuming that they're unhappy in it.
1: Yeah. But yeah, there's yeah. going to
0: be other people who do it for a little bit, realize how much they hate it, and then get out. And mm-hmm. it's it. But you don't know how good it is until you, you've done yeah, it. Yeah,
1: it's, 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 it's like a rite of passage, it's like a rite regardless of, pa- of what if then you go and on so divergent.
0: This yeah. goes to the big thing, I think. I think growing up is a series of rites of passages. And I think it's a series of going through things where it's like you don't necessarily like it, but you're forced through it, and then you're better off for it. And you and this is why the, it's so funny that I feel like we start off with this concept of like you're happiest back then. It's like I feel I'm happiest now that I've faced all these trials and tribulations. I feel like if you put me today back in any plot, place in my life when I was younger, of course I'd be six times happier because I know what I know now. But back then, kind of miserable because I hadn't mm-hmm. faced the demons, because I hadn't faced the bullshit, because I hadn't grown up yeah, in j- some ways. J-
1: just like facing a mask class at some point in my life, I. Earlier in my life, no problem. But later in my life, uh, when I did slip in in, in my uh, in my math skills, like I remember, just that, like or f- forget math, but just like a class that I didn't like. Yeah. You know, you felt that sense of like oh, the whole day or the whole week leading up to that class or yeah. couple, a few times a week or whatever it was. So yeah, there was a lot of little shitty things. I'm, I'm by no means have I forgotten that. I will still occasionally have that. Op- like odd dream where I'm back in school or something and I'm like oh I'm gonna fail this math test and I like I'm just like sitting at the desk ready to like waiting to fail and it's, it's just a ridiculous feeling so yeah 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 I, I hear you on that front and I definitely hear you on the job front because that's that's been my 20s my yeah my 20s been like avoid working mm-hmm. or if I worked work like very much on my own terms yeah um which I'm finally letting go of right like it, <laughs> even then not like fully join
0: us on the dark side
1: Michael. um but yeah i think with that said um on a more super, superficial front i guess um you kind, kind of one of the good things about uh again growing up in that more of like past your teens phase is that typically you get you fill in, especially as a guy, as w- woman, women are a bit different, but as a guy, you come into your own in terms of like, your looks and your figure and your stature and your strength and that kind of stuff.
0: Finally get your man boobies.
1: Yeah, exactly. So, it's 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 <laughs> one of those things where, um, I think there definitely is a subset of dudes who kind of peak late in the middle school and early into high school and stuff. Yeah. And you know, some of them maintain in which in which case, like, terrific. I think a lot of them are then kind of washed by <laughs> by their, like, early to mid-20s, which is alarming. Um, but, yeah, I think for a lot of us, certainly for me, I'm guessing it was for you too, where it's like, nah, once you enter your 20s and even, like, on from there is that's when you, like, fill out and actually start looking as good as you're going to look, however that, that is, but you, like, really... Finally, look like a person as opposed to like this, you know, disproportionate person in some ways, where like you've grown too tall because of the growth spurts, and then you've, your acne, you're figuring that out, or you've suddenly become way hairier, or your voice is, you know, all, the, all those things you kind of overcome. So that, that's another plus side. Like you, putting the looks as a superficial aspect, but that certainly matters, is you've, you stabilize, right? The hormones stop being wacky your skin condition or your hair or whatever, you are you by the end of that process, mm. which is very alarming and distressing and confusing when uh, when growing up. So there's that. So yeah, th- look, th- there's a th- despite what I've said, despite the dark place I started, and that has, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I can't really go back on that because it's just true.
0: You're not retracting that. No, no, no. no. It's, it's, it is, no it is what it is. No retractions.
1: But there are a lot of silver linings on this shit salad that is growing up <laughs>
0: fair enough yeah
1: um, i don't know do we do we have any takeaways of like i think we've generally just given a balanced view of of growing up and the positives and negatives that can potentially come along the way is there anything that we really do say to say like oh yeah it's all okay it's like Nah, they know it's all okay or it's not <laughs> or you're me I don't know um, do, do, you, do you have any kind of final thoughts
0: here no I just think uh, no not really no it's It's going to happen whether you like it or not and I think a big part of it is rolling with the punches accepting it and, and having some sense of intentionality on where you want to go and again like it, it's tough to let go of some of this stuff from that you love when you were a kid and it's tough to let go of some of the perks of it, it's tough to let go of some of the past. But realistically speaking, it holding on or getting getting stuck at any point is just gonna hurt you more. Like I regret I regret not having been more focused on money when I was younger. I regret not having been more focused on career when I was younger. I regret not having but I mean we all have regrets from that, right? It's like We'd all we'd all love to grow up perfect, but you can't. So I think just uh, ride it out, roll with the punches. Yeah,
1: it's one of those weird things. Like uh, I, I know we're basically wrapping up the pod, but that just made me think. Like I often would have this discussion, often in the dating context, I guess. Uh, even in my like very early twenties, where they'd be like, "Oh, you sound like you're much older. You sound very mature or something." And I just feel like, "Oh yeah, okay." Like I took it as a compliment, I guess. But like. More recently, I, I again I had a kind of similar conversation where um, the person I was talking to was kind of feeling a bit almost intimidated by me. They're like, oh, you're, you know, you're very well rounded, and you how do you like you know all these things? And I was like, yeah, it's because this is this is all I did. I neglected everything that was adulting, mm-hmm. right? I I, I neglected uh, uh, my career or job or you know, trying to move out or, like, all these sort of, like, fairly, like, normal rite of passage things um, and just focus on whatever, philosophy and politics and fandom and and whatever, you know, health and fitness, like, everything that, again, these are all, like, valuable things to know and that's why it can come off impressive to to people. Mm -hmm. But at the expense of actually, like, moving on with adult life, so it's like, yeah, um, do I have regrets still? Like in terms of like, maybe I could have taken a step back from a couple of things a bit more and especially earlier, for sure. But I I, I think as long as you're in a fortunate enough position where it's not going to mean like you're going to be destitute or something, mm-hmm. you can always recover. And but yeah, I guess my, my hope would then be like, if you're... Taking up your twenties, not going for not again not facing because I'll say this for myself not facing your insecurities and your worries and stuff about entering the workforce like you said, uh, then I hope you're rounding yourself off like if it's like just you know stereotypical basement dwelling video gaming, uh, not again not that that's unrecoverable or anything, but th- that is maybe a bit more of a deficit otherwise. If you're doing things that are actually like valuable, just not adult life-friendly and so, whatever well, you want to say it, then um, then there's a lot to be salvaged, and it will make you. It'll give you a lot to your character and to your, mm-hmm. you know, how you present. Even if that's not job experience, or even if that's not you know money in the bank and yeah. that kind of stuff. So yeah, it's uh, not squarely to do with growing up, but it's. Uh, you know there, there are many paths to, to kind of get here, and it, the, just because you've avoided adult or certain like things associated with adulthood doesn't mean it's always a negative path because it can it can give you a lot of kind of rounding off in, in your worldview and mm-hmm. your character and stuff like that so uh, so yeah, do you wrap it up there? Yeah, I think that's a good, good enough place to end this.
0: Uh, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Life's Difficult Uh, if you like this episode please like share follow do everything that you can with it we appreciate it and we'll see you all next time for another episode of Life's Difficult